Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Fact is fiction, and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, TV. And our main website that's going to be undergoing some great changes in the next couple of weeks at www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Psychic Shaman Rai. He is a medium, medical intuitive, and healer. He also channels messages from the beings of light, ascended masters, and archangels. Shaman Rai is clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and empathic, and he receives messages through sight hearing, intuition, and experiencing them in his own body. His psychic ability allows him to see into the past, present, and future, and he provides information about those who are alive or deceased. He can see the condition of the body and identify the underlying physical or emotional issues. As appropriate, he brings in divine energies to initiate a physical, emotional, or spiritual healing process. 
Shaman Rai applies his broad range of knowledge and experiences in everything during his works. And his website is shamanrai.com, and that's S-H-A-M-A-N-R-A-I.com. And Shaman Rai, welcome to the X-Zone, sir. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Shaman Rai, what started you on your quest into the very many aspects of of uh, intuitive healing, psychic healing, uh, you know, you're, you're, um, you, you do so much. How does one person accomplish all this in one life, and what started you on your quest? Well, you know, I'm going to start with one of the points you made. How does, how does one accomplish this all in one life? Yes. Uh, I don't believe I accomplished it in one life. I think much of my abilities was developed earlier in other lifetimes, uh, I know from what I've seen that at one point I was a Himalayan monk. Mm-hmm. I know that I was here, uh, I was in, in body during the time of Christ, uh, I, and, and even before that. And I've been a rabbi. I've, I've had many, many lifetimes that I'm aware of, and most of them had something to do with some kind of healing or connection with God or psychic abilities. And so I think this this lifetime mm-hmm. is just bringing all of those together. And as an example of that, um, I was once told before, uh, many years ago, by a psychic that I actually came into this world being able to meditate and that I meditated as a very young child. And uh, I knew from a very young age things about my past lives, who I was and so forth. And in fact, at the age of about six, my mother's mother passed away. And while my mother was sitting mourning, I was sitting at her feet, mm-hmm. and I felt my mother, my grandmother, come to me and be on my shoulder. And it was like she was saying goodbye to me at that time. And I actually, uh, one of, I've been married a couple of times, and my second wife, I told her that she was actually the reincarnation of that grandmother. She carried the very same energy that she did. But, you know, in this life, I still had to develop and open up to all of these abilities. But I had this hunger for it. I went through a very strong period of time where I was seeking out knowledge about metaphysics and seeking out ways of of meditating. And so I would do things like uh, um, Plato had a beautiful uh, uh, story about, it's called Plato's Cave, Mm -hmm. and it talks about people sitting in a cave and the light coming behind them and seeing the shadow. I meditated on that very, very frequently. Dick Sutphin put out many videotapes on self-hypnosis, and I read most of his books and went on from there to many, many other books. But I had that hunger to meditate, and and one day I sat down in my living room to meditate, and my wife at the time came in, and she started screaming, what are you doing? She had no sense of meditation, and that I had to put that away for a while. Oh, but I did come back to it. <laughs> so, um, I, but I did come back to it, and it came back to me because I wanted to meditate, so mm-hmm. I did meditate on my own once I could, and then one day I was doing business in Chicago, and I went into a bookstore, and I got, um, I got a, a telepathic message that said that there was a book there for me by an Indian, not Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who was the head of TM, Transcendental Meditation. I walked around the bookstore, and I found these 
this one book with these eyes staring at me, and it was the autobiography of Paramahansa Yogananda, who is my guru and whose uh, teachings I study. Stand by, uh, Shaman Rai. You and I have to take our commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exxon Nation, Shaman, uh, Shaman, Shaman Rai is our special guest. And we'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we continue here from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. The Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our fine family of broadcast and satellite families around the world. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the X-Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. Explanation, uh, Shaman Rai is our special guest this hour, www.shamanrai.com. Shaman Rai, does everyone come equipped with the ability to, to be psychic or to communicate with the other side, or does it take a special person with a special talent? I, I, I really do believe that we all have uh, within our uh, DNA the ability to to, to do these things, mm-hmm. um, but most of us have not awakened to it or activated it within ourselves, so we're not utilizing it. But I, I also believe that at this time, as the Earth's energy and vibration is rising, that more and more people are awakening to their ability and becoming more telepathic and, and beginning to utilize these abilities. 
But a key element for all of that is to release the barriers, the, the blocks of energy from emotional upsets from this life and past life mm-hmm. in order for them to truly uh, utilize those abilities. Now, Shaman Ray, before we were talking, and, and I touched briefly on, on past lives, and, and you said, I know in a past life. How do you know, sir? Well, uh, there are several things. First of all, I, uh, um, like when I was a young child, um, it, it was like innate to me that I knew my, the name of who I was in another lifetime. I, I come from a Jewish background, mm-hmm. and when the rabbi sat down, he couldn't give my English name a Hebrew version, and as it turned out, the Hebrew version he gave was the exact name of that earlier lifetime. So that's one part, but others are that I've received visions. Um, there was a period back in the 90s mm-hmm. when I was shown me as a Himalayan monk out there meditating. I was shown myself as a, a rabbi in a concentration camp, and also as a, as a, a man in France who, um, who, was, who was killed on horseback in, in a battle. Mm-hmm. And, so these, and, and, and so these resonate with me, and what's interesting for me is that certain of those things prove true in this lifetime. For example, um, when I was divorcing from my second wife, um, there was a woman in the town who I knew, and suddenly we, we felt a strong attraction to each other, and we planned to have a date. And so we were talking on the phone, and I told her that I had been a rabbi in a concentration camp in the last lifetime, and all of a sudden she's saying, oh my God, I'm getting chills up and down my spine. And she says, and I know that, I, she says, I know that I was mm-hmm. a, the wife of a rabbi in the concentration camp, and I get him up and down my spine. And we came together on a date, and afterwards I received many, many visions about the lifetimes that we had shared together. I'm and, sure, and, I'm sure you've been so asked. validation. Okay. When did your psychic uh, abilities uh, start, sir? Well, you know, there's that initial one of six-year-old, mm-hmm. and then um, then I would receive many dreams, and those uh, would come, those came probably when I was about 30 years old, that started to open up. But the full blast of it came after doing about 20 years of Yogananda's meditation, which is Kriya Yoga, which is used to remove karma, past karma, from you, from us, and then after clearing out other things uh, that were there, then all of a sudden it all popped wide open. So once I cleared all the energy channels, that's when it really came into full bloom. But there's no rule about that. Everybody's going to be different about that. So when you were a young person uh, uh, starting at the age of six, what kind of psychic impressions would you get? Well, I'll tell you a couple of funny ones, all right? Uh, I, was in, I was in junior high school, and mm-hmm. I had a, a girlfriend. It's really, it was a, really a girl that I was friends with, and at one time she was my girlfriend. She had gone away for the summer, and when she came home, we just got together, and we were walking, and she's telling me about, you know, that she had visited this cousin, and she'd met this guy, and they hung out together, and all of a sudden I saw her breast, I was able to see it and see that, and I explained to her, well, I can see that he had been uh, with you uh, 
giving her, you know, a sucking on her breast, let's say. Uh, that's just one. Mm-hmm. But a, I thought a better one was even better when I was in high school. We were hanging out. I grew up in New York, and we were hanging out by a candy store, and we were listening to the Mets game. And Willie Mays played center field for the Mets in those days. And all of a sudden, I say to my friends, oh, my God, he's going to do a triple play. Boom. The next second, Willie Mays caught the ball, and he caused a triple play. So those are some of the kind of fun kind of things that I picked up from people. Very often, I would just pick up sensations. Mm -hmm. There was one time I was uh, involved with a not-for-profit. I was the president of a not-for-profit in the community. And we were to award something to... Uh, to somebody who helped us financially, uh, who was in government, and she couldn't make it, so a replacement came. And we were running late, and he's in the back, and he's getting angrier and angrier and angrier. Finally, I call him out, and I walk close to him, and I almost bounce off of his energy. He was so angry, but I was able to feel all of that anger and, that was there. So it comes in various, various kinds of forms, is what I'm saying. What's it like to talk to someone who's on the other side, who's passed? It, well, it's very interesting. Um, first of all, there's no absolute one pattern as to how that takes place. But what, um, what I do find is that when they come through, uh, very often they'll come through in, with a symbol that the person I'm talking to them for, mm-hmm. a, a, ch- a, a child or a wife or whatever, that they'll recognize it. So, for example, one lady, we were doing a session, and she wanted to communicate to her father that she loved him and she knew he loved her. And he came through, and I see a man sitting with a hat by a river fishing. And I asked her, did your father ever fish? And she said, yes, in his younger days, he really loves fishing by the river. And so we knew that it was him. And then I would hear or feel the messages to give to each, to each of them. In another case, a man lost his daughter in a car accident, and he wanted to test me to see if I could really communicate with her. And so he said, well, how did she die? And I said, well, and instantly I saw that the right side of the head, they showed me the skull of the right side of the head, and I said, well, she banged her right side of her head, and then they showed me her right hip, and he said, you're absolutely right. She bled to death by the femur. So um, so that, that's how I know that I'm communicating properly with them. You know, so sometimes I'll have to ask a clarifying question. But uh, often it's, you know, sometimes I'll hear the words come mm-hmm. through. Other times it'll, it'll, I won't even hear them. It'll just come right through my mouth and pass through and be communicated to the person. Who are they that you mentioned? You said they showed me. You know, that's, that's so great that you asked that, because I have to tell you, most of my clients ask me the same question. Before I went on the air, I said a prayer. Mm-hmm. And in that prayer, I, I called on God, Jesus, Mother Mary, um, archangels, ascended masters, all of them to come and be with me so that I could communicate what is for the highest good for the audience and what they want me to get through. So when I say they, it's all of these entities okay. of high consciousness, high light. So what is the hardest part about doing what you do? How do you, how do you deal with all the different emotions that, 
that you are subjected to when you do your when you do your 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 healings when you do your your medium work when you do your channeling it must be hard on you well you know that's a really great question because um in the beginning it was very very hard you know uh, there would be times when uh, you know i would deal with somebody who mm-hmm. has uh, who's been sexually abused Gosh. or you know like the death of that girl in the car and um and so what i had to learn to do was to put light around myself so that i was not taking on their emotions and it would only be temporary and then if i did have those emotions I would have to go afterwards, and I would have to clear myself, run the light through, just the way I would run it through a client to heal them, I would run the light through myself in order to cleanse out any of these heavy vibrations. But it's an important thing to do, so that it doesn't become part of me. When you are dealing with the other side, is there any, are you putting yourself in any danger? Physically. I don't consider it because, well, the reason I say not is because I've called in all these beings of light before I've done a session. And so they're all protecting me. And, one, you know, you know my, my strongest supporter is, is Mother Mary. She's been with me from the very beginning, and she's, she's done miraculous things for me. But all of these beings of light are there protecting me, so I don't, I don't really do that. Now, only once was I really called in to uh, somebody who had feelings that there was something wrong in their house. And when I looked at it, I saw these very dark entities, these creations that were, were dark. And, and at that point, I had to really protect myself very, very strongly. So, but most of the time, I'm not worried about it at all, because I know I'm protected by God and the divine. Is evil real? Such an interesting question. Um, I don't believe evil is real, but what I have seen mm-hmm. is these creations. You know, we do create it. People can, instead of living, the, the greatest evil creation of evil is fear. And so we have created out of fear. Uh, I once had a person who was so afraid that she created a thought form in her body that was causing her illness. Hmm. And yes, when you look outside at the world today with the fighting that's going on, it looks like there's evil out there. <clears throat> but in truth, they're all, we're all players on a stage and we're playing certain roles. And so you, there's really nothing at all to be afraid of. Evil, one of the trainings from Yogananda is evil is not real, basically. Um, and and all that is real is love, and and that's the space that I stay in, in a space of love. All right, stand by, uh, Shaman Rai. We have to um, we have to take our commercial break here with the news at the bottom of the hour. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Shaman Rai is our special guest. His website is www.shamanrai.com. That's S H A M A N R A I dot com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue our conversation with Shaman Rai right here on the Exxon. Don't go away.
Hi, this is Rob McConnell just letting you know that the X Chronicles newspaper is now available online at www.xzonebookclub.com. All past editions and current editions of the X Chronicles newspaper are available for 99 cents. That's www.xzonebookclub.com and that's 99 cents US per edition. And don't forget, the X Zone store is now open as well for all of your X Zone Nation merchandise www.thexzonestore.com Do you have a disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. Welcome back, everyone. Shaman Rai is our special guest, www.shamanrai.com. You're also a medical intuitive, uh, Shaman Rai. How did you develop that ability? You know, with, with all of these abilities, it's almost like the divine put things in my space for me to respond to so that mm-hmm. I would know to utilize the ability. And so, you know, like, first came the visions uh and being able to talk to the other side. The medical intuitive, all of a sudden, somebody that I knew was having pain in her ear. And she said, could you take a look at this and just see what it is? And I'd never done this before. So I looked in her eye, I looked in her ear, mm-hmm. and looked, and all of a sudden I was able to see all the way through to her, through the channels of her ear, and I could see that there was nothing wrong with it. Or another time, right around there, I was giving a, a, a session, a, a group uh, reading uh, for Earth Day, and um, it was raining outside, and one of the vendors was loading her truck, and she slipped. And I was called immediately to come out. I ran Reiki energy on her to keep the swelling down, and as I did it, all of a sudden, I could see right into her ankle. So it's not like something that I have to consciously do it's my consciousness is able to go into any dimension go into past present future it's able to go into the body mm-hmm. um and and i'm just able to see them and it's not like i require any special training it's just that the consciousness is able to move in the direction and and be guided by my higher self in order to do that today i was doing a session 
with a lady, and all of a sudden I started feeling a pain in my solar plexus area. And I asked her, do you feel, do you ever feel pain in that area? And she says, yes, and sometimes it actually twitches. So I'm able to feel it and see it and, and experience it. And what I did for her was I then brought the light in and I sent energy through my hands in order to relieve some of the pressure. And the goal for her actually was to help her release some of the painful memories she had from her childhood that she was still living under in present-day relationships. Before we went to the news break, you said that we're all players and we all have roles to play. Who gives us this script? We kind of, we, we choose it before we come into the earth. We decide, how, you know, there's a certain plan that we put together for our lives, usually with our higher self or our guides, for certain life experiences. And part of that life experience is for us over the millennium to play sometimes the good guys and sometimes to pay, play the dark hats. Mm -hmm. So we've all been on both sides of the, of the fence over the lifetimes. Why, we've, we've participated in doing that. Why do we keep coming back? Well, we may not be doing that much longer. We're at the point in time now where that is is no longer necessary with where uh, 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 why we came back before there are many different answers to that question part of it was that and this will get into a whole other area but some of us actually came into this planet when it was first uh, being created as the ideal planet in the universe and we came from many different planets at that time and we agreed to stay here and help the planet evolve. And, um, and some of us, uh, basically, we took on karma during, during those different lifetimes, and we had to work out those experiences over lifetime and lifetime in order to be fully evolved in our, in our experiences. So, but now, luckily, we've reached a point where we're in a whole other uh, uh, a uh, whole other path, mm -hmm. which is basically that we are uh, evolving from carbon-based into light beings, and we're, we're, not no, we're going to be able to ascend into a higher vibration than what we've had here on the Earth. When you were a little boy, mm -hmm. what did you want to be? Did you want to be a fireman? Did you want to be an astronaut? Did you want to be a doctor? Did you want to be a policeman? Or did you know that your fate was in the spiritual realm? Well, in a way, I knew it was in the spiritual realm, but not in the way that I am now. Um, the first thing that I wanted to be mm -hmm. was a rabbi. And what I realized was, after I realized that I had been a rabbi in the last life, I realized that was a continuation of that life. And so I had given that up at a certain point. And actually, my mother wanted me to become a physician, which I rebelled against. So I, I always had a little inkling to, I always had a close connection to God. That was absolute. I mean, I was, I was the junior cantor at the temple and, mm -hmm. and led services for the children and all of that. So I always had that very strong devotion to God. I never knew that it was going to go quite this way. Having been brought up in the Hebrew religion,
How did Mother Mary come to be so important to you? Well, um, because isn't isn't that a crossover well, uh, in religious philosophies from Judaism to Catholicism? I don't consider it. I consider they're both from the same. Uh, because if we, you know, they were both uh, Mother Mary and mm-hmm. Jesus were were Essenes, which were part of the Jewish community at that time, and so it's, it's they come from the same root. Okay. And again, you know, how things are brought to you and, and come to you. My best friend growing up in elementary school was Ronnie Ferrara, a good Catholic, and we would have these wonderful conversations about religion, and my, my cousin and I would study all of the religions. And so um, I, just, I just knew it, and, um, and when I started meditating with Yogananda's, using Yogananda's methodology, um, one of the first things that happened in the room was, all of a sudden there was a smell of roses in the room. And that's the signal that Mother Mary is there. But she helped me even more later on. My heart, because of the things I went through in my life, with, uh, like all of us do, was very, very closed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yogananda and Mother Mary had teamed up to open my heart chakra. One day, even though Yogananda is not embodied, by the way, he hasn't been embodied since 52, I was looking at a photograph of his when I was in L.A. at a convocation, and he blasted me with a ray of light energy in my heart that knocked me against the pole, and it began the process of opening my heart. Then one day I was sent to Italy on a project, and I encountered this feeling of great love coming from a woman, and I went across the street, from my hotel to the Cathedral Duomo, and I sat down and I demanded to know who she was. And I was shown a vision of a woman in white habit carrying a sword and a scepter, and I knew that that was Mother Mary who was there, and she finished the job of opening my heart. When I do soul retrieval work, which is a very basic shamanic technique that all of a sudden I knew how to do, um, Mother Mary and Archangel Raphael come, and Mother Mary lifts the soul of the of the uh, person who had been uh, stuck in mm-hmm. another time period, maybe because they were raped or something, and Mother Mary holds that soul, and Archangel Raphael is there protecting her. And, and she taught me how to do that just by her presence, and I know to use that technique every time she signals her presence. So I don't consider it. We're all one. You know, this... That's the other thing. I mean, there, to me, there is no difference in, in one human to another. We all come from God. There, we, are, we all have God within us, and, and the philosophies that carry are interesting philosophies of religion, but those don't define us. What is the significance of the sword and the scepter when you saw Mother Mary? To me, it meant that she was a soldier of Christ. That's, that's how I saw that. That was the interpretation that came to me. Mm. And the pure white that she wore was another sign that it was Mother Mary, but that she was a soldier of Christ. Tell and me, that's, that's who I am. Tell me about the beings of light. Well, the beings of light are, uh, there are so many, but let, let's talk about the archangels. I remember seeing uh, the archangels as they appeared over various people's heads 
and um, one that is very close to me is Archangel Michael, mm-hmm. and um, he, I saw him when I sat down, and I saw his sword hold uh, over my head, and the funny thing is, I then went into a room where the, somebody dropped, all of a sudden as I got there, dropped a deck of spiritual cards with archangels and masters on it, and I said, don't touch that deck. And she, once I got there, she opened it, and it was Archangel's card that was the key card that was there. He's, he's always with me and, and there. So Archangel Michael will come, and, and he also came to me early on in my meditation time. The, the beings of light are all um, highly evolved, and think of everything as energy. That's all we are is energy, consciousness. And so we vibrate at a certain level. We have a certain level of consciousness here in the earth as we've developed. These other beings like ascended masters and archangels and, and Rama, Krishna, Buddha, and so forth, they evolve their consciousness to a much higher level, to a higher vibration, so that um, they're able to see and understand things from a very different perspective. And so they're all, we can call in all of these beings of light to assist us and protect us. And that's, you know, and all of us are capable of doing all of those kind of things. So, um, you know, uh, when you talk about ascended masters, most of the ascended masters that I'm talking about, like uh, ascended master Kasumi, he was St. Francis. And he evolved into this higher being of, of consciousness. And El Moyer, who was, uh, oh gosh, he had so many lies. He was Abraham, mm-hmm. and he, 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 was a, a, he was for God in so many ways. And St. Germain, who's playing such an important role today in our world, in bringing us, raising us up, um, uh, he, he, he helped with the French Revolution and the American Revolution and our Declaration of Independence. So they played important roles in, this, in our world, and eventually they were raised up. Even my Paramahansa Yogananda, my guru, he is now an ascended master. So it's a difference of consciousness and vibration that we're talking about that, that, that these beings of light are operating at. I understand you've also had experiences with those from other planets. Oh, yeah. Um, that started really early. Um, Probably when I was about in sixth grade, mm-hmm. I, had, I had an experience where I was lying, I was in bed, and all, but I could not move. I was stiff and stuck. I could think, and I was trying to scream. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess my brother went and got my parents because he could see something was strange. And my, um, and my parents came to the door, and just as they came to the door, I was unfrozen. Shortly after that, I noticed that there was like a lump on the left side of my head, which has always been there. I spoke a while back to the former president of the UFO organization and told him, and he said, I think I was abducted, and he said, you were, by that pattern that I gave him. Well, years after that, when I was an adult, I was living upstate in New York, Mm -hmm. and as I was lying in bed, three beings from another planet came into the room stood at the foot of my bed. And then on another occasion, three more came in, and I had, I had injured my left shoulder playing sports, and one of them actually put his arm into my shoulder, felt around there, and telepathically said to the others, it's not healing. Um, 
those are the kinds of personal ones I've had. But more recently, um, I've communicated through meditation with beings who are here to protect us, to protect our planet, and to help us in the evolution of the planet. And one time I actually went on the deck, I guess you would call it, of one of the ships. Another time I just commu- went up and my consciousness was there with a... One man in like a, a torpedo boat, you might think of, but he was—he told me he was cruising around to protect us from any archons coming into the planet area at this time. So those are some of them. So these are very—I know that we have other uh, beings in other worlds, and uh, we'll probably hear about that pretty shortly from our governments. What did the uh, what did the alien visitors look like? Uh, the ones that I saw when I was younger, mm-hmm. some people say that they were grays. I don't know if they were grays or not. They they did have that kind of face, and I, as I remember them, they were kind of green. The one, when I went on the ship deck more recently, uh, what was interesting is at one point I, was, I spoke to what was a robot who was on the deck, and another one was... Um, um, his name is Salusa. Salusa is from um, the planet Sirius, and he's the commander of the ship. And he and he took the form. They can basically take any form, but he took the form more of a human mm-hmm. than than anything else. Remember, these many of these uh, beings uh, don't have to have physical bodies that look like ours, but right. they're quite capable of changing form into something that we're comfortable with. All right, stand by, uh, Shaman Rai. We've got to take our final break for this hour, but when we come back, I'd like to um, talk to you a little bit more about these these visitors and what their mission is. Exonation, uh, Shaman Rai is our special guest, www.shamanrai.com. That's S H. A-M-A-N-R-A-I dot com. And uh, Shaman Rai and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag, 
Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com, and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Hi, this is Rob McConnell just letting you know that the X Chronicles newspaper is now available online at www.xzonebookclub.com. All past editions and current editions of the X Chronicles newspaper are available for 99 cents. That's www.xzonebookclub.com and that's 99 cents US per edition. And don't forget, the X Zone store is now open as well for all of your X Zone Nation merchandise www.thexzonestore.com Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologist Facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Shaman Rai, maybe you can answer a question for me that, that I've often thought about when I've had the opportunity of speaking to people who have had the experience of, of not only meeting with, communicating with, but actually going on various vessels that these, these visitors from other planets come to this planet to visit us in. Why don't they intercede and stop the wars, stop the diseases, stop the stop the uh, droughts, stop the, the hatred that this planet is in. I understand that so many people say, well, they, they, they can't interfere. But if they can't interfere, what use are they? Well, first of all, the reason they can't interfere, they can't interfere in, certain, uh, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. This is a free will planet. So it has to be that we express our will, and it's only when, because we have been asking for help at various levels, that they are coming in. Now, one thing that they have done, and it was done quite a while ago, you'll notice that even though they may talk about nuclear war, Mm -hmm. nobody is popping off any nuclear weapons. That's because, by the decree of God, they were told to stop all nuclear weapons, and they have 
they have neutralized all nucle- nuclear weapons on this planet. They are pre- they are prepared to get rid of disease and change the economic system and all of that. Things are about to unroll within the probably within the next six months, and the uh, beings from the other planets and and the light beings and all of them are mm-hmm. working on doing this. So, uh, part of the ships, the work of the ships, has been uh, making themselves people aware of them. You can check YouTube, and you'll see plenty of videos of ships that are around the Earth. That's because they wanted people to know about it before full disclosure, which is going to come soon. And, um, and, and so uh, they are working for our, our highest good, and uh, we, we just don't know, and we won't know until after disclosure and until Nassara is declared and, and things are shifted, just the role that they really play. But I can tell you, just from the things that I saw, they have been around this planet protecting us from Anunnaki and others who might still, and Archons in particular, who might still want to cause trouble here, and they're not able to get in because there are so many ships protecting us. Are the visitors of today the angels of days gone by? You know, I, I don't believe so. I think it's a different uh, in, in, completely. And in fact, uh, I do believe that many of, many of the angels that we see are mm-hmm. actually us, in the in another uh, dimension, because we exist in so many different dimensions, and and so we can actually be an angel at the same time that we're down here in the earth plane. If we have angels, why do we need alien protectors? And if we have alien protectors, why do we need angels? Um, I think each of them has their own role um, and and capability, mm-hmm. so that. Uh, the uh, our alien protectors are able to keep away the other uh, alien ships in a in a kind of a physical kind of way, right. but the uh, the beings of light, the archangels, are operating uh, in a completely different way in, in, than than those from other planets. And I, I, that's the best I can do to explain it. All right, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us, uh, Shaman Rai. Take care of yourself. I look forward to the next time you meet us here in the X-Zone. So until then, be well. Thank you. Look forward to it also. Take care, sir. X-Zone Nation, Shaman Rai has been our guest. www.shamanrai.com That's www.s-h-a-m-a-n-r-a-i.com I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. 